You are listening to Becoming BioQuantum with DMT and your hosts, Jules and Leanne. Blessings, everyone. It's Jules, and this is the Raise Your Vibration Summit, and I have Melissa with me today, and I'm super excited. We're going to go into the topic of manifesting and gosh, what better time to really be looking at manifesting as we're moving into the holidays in 2024. So I am actually just going to turn it over to you, Melissa, and let us know just a little bit about yourself, and then we'll go into all the juicy stuff. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. And I'm Mel, or Melissa, and I am a manifestation and embodiment coach. I mentor female entrepreneurs with online business and I do a bunch of different things, but my biggest passion is just helping women to create a sustainable income based around their passions and their purpose and doing something that they love. I love that. So from there, I, this is just coming to me. How did you get into how, like, obviously if you're teaching others to follow their passions, then this must be a passion of yours. And I'm just curious, like how you came to be where you are today. Okay. So it's whenever anyone asks me that question, it's like, it, I never know how far back to go because there's so much that has happened in like, let's say 10 years. So let's say when I was in my early twenties and teens, I was in really abusive relationships. I was doing lots of drugs and totally unconscious, like just partying all the time and totally thought I was just a body victim of my circumstances. Like life just happened and I had no control over it. And um, yeah, I didn't, I was an atheist. I uh, had no sort of direction from family members or anything. So I kind of turned to friends and got into the wrong crowds. And yeah, it it turned out interesting because like I said, there was many really abusive situations that I was in. And one of them got so bad that I was, I was very depressed. I felt totally alone. He kind of isolated me from all of my friends and my family. And I ended up just being like his servant kind of thing where I had to just clean his house and do the things he wanted and be there when he wanted me to be there. And I was depressed, like lowest rock bottom that you could possibly be at. I felt so alone and yeah, just one day, um, I wasn't even looking for it, but it's like spirituality kind of started to just find me and weird little things. Like I was at a garage sale and a book fell off of the shelf of the garage sale and I picked it up. It was the power of now by Eckhart Tolle. And the guy at the garage sale was like, do you want that book? And I was like, oh no, it fell. Sorry. And I go to put it back and he's like, oh, I think you should take the book. I was like, well, I I actually didn't bring any money. (laughs) And he goes, it's free. Just take the book. And I was like, okay. So I took the book and I opened it up. When we got back to the hotel, I started reading it. And it was the first time in my life that I realized that I had a soul. (laughs) Like I was mind blown. I was like, what? I'm not just my body. This is insane. So from that point, I feel like I just started reading all the books and following all the people and Wayne Dyer and all of the things. And I started attracting more situations that would kind of wake me up. Like my ex was like, you're taking too long to clean the house. So we're going to get a cleaner, like go find someone who can do it faster. And I was walking and there was a thing on the mailbox for cleaners. So I took one of the numbers off, gave her a call. And she, she was like, how did you get my number? And I was like, it was on the mailbox. (laughs) She goes, that's impossible. My signs got taken down a year ago because I'm not licensed. 
So, um, yeah, she's like, I, I don't know how you got my number. And I was like, well, it was just the mailbox, but she's like, are you, are you okay with me not being licensed? I said, yep. And she's like, okay, I'll come do a consultation. And it turns out she was an insane archangel karmic healer and so psychic and all about energy and frequency. And she said she got to my door and saw my ex and was like, why am I here? And then she saw me come up behind him and was like, oh, and she's like, I just heard you need to help this girl because she has potential. And so she started cleaning my house and she started like seeking me out and doing healings on me and helping me to raise my frequency. And yeah, it was just so many random things like that that snowballed and got me to where I am today. Oh, I love, I love that story. So I'm curious how long it took you from that kind of really low point to where you are now. Well, it was like, it was a little bit rocky at first. So I ended up, um, my soul was like pulling me towards doing something and my ex didn't want me to work. He wanted to just like have me there for what he needed me there for. And so, but my soul kept being like, well, you should do something like what's your passion. And I started looking into yoga and did a yoga teacher training and, um, started looking into design and some things that I was interested in. And I took a 300 hour yoga teacher training class and, ended up leaving that relationship. But then at that point, I was now like $60,000 in debt and it got worse and worse. I went to over $100,000 in debt and I had nowhere to go because when I started dating him, he had me sell all of my stuff and my car and um, I didn't have my bank account and I wasn't allowed to work for however many years. So I had no job experience. So I was basically homeless with two dogs coming up on $100,000 debt and um, had to move into my dad's little um, apartment and sleep in his little spare room at the age of 27. So it felt like rock bottom just kept getting worse. And then it took me a while because of the financial struggles. And when I feel like you're in that state of survival, it's really hard to be creative and be in flow because you are literally like, I don't know how I'm going to eat. And I might, yeah, it's just, there's no safety, you know? So that I was there for quite a while. And it wasn't until I learned a lot of the stuff that I teach now about your focus and how that actually creates your reality. So if you're constantly focused on what's not there and your focus is constantly on, okay, how am I just going to pay these bills this month? And then you, it, the money comes, but then it's like, okay, now I have to do it again and again and again. And you get caught in this looping cycle of scarcity. So I was there for a really long time. And then I started um, looking for my purpose and eventually found coaching and I loved the idea of like freedom and being able to create my own schedule. So I started learning how to coach and then I found manifestation and started doing gratitude journals and it just, yeah, kept growing over the years. So it took probably about six to eight years, I would say, to get out of that, that because my self-worth was so low after being in so many abusive relationships and I just didn't love myself. And there a lot that I had to work on for me to get to where I am now. I know there's a lot of people that are listening that are, you know, either there or they're coming out on the other side. It's, I feel as though, you know, we learn through life, right? And we learn what not to do as well. But I want to focus on what to do, because I, I think a lot of us know 
what we focus on creates our reality, right? But a lot of people don't have the tools to actually stay in that focus. So that's kind of where I want to shift things and maybe just give a little, just something that people can walk away with after this interview that they can start doing right now to raise their vibration for the next month or so that we're moving into. Okay. So one thing that I learned from all of that, like it didn't actually have to take me that long to come out of that place, but because of the way the personal development industry is, and it teaches you like, you have to find all your blocks and you have to dig deep and you have to look at your money story and you have to look at all of your childhood trauma and you need to like fix things with your mother and your father. And, and so there's all this work that you need to do. So I'm sitting there doing it and doing it and doing it and doing it and going to healers and going to psychics and healing the same things over and over. And then being like, what? I thought we already worked on this. And then they're like, oh, it's another layer. It's another layer. And so looking back at some point, I was like, you know what? This does not seem like what I'm here to do is just fix myself forever. So one day I just had this realization, like you're not broken. There's absolutely nothing wrong with you and you don't have to fix yourself before you can create the life that you actually want to start living. And the more you focus on fixing and healing and trying to change what you don't love about your life, the more of that you attract, because again, what you, what you're focusing on is where you're putting your energy. And so that is what you start to see reflected back to you. So instead of having to constantly work on your mindset and all of your trauma, I really genuinely believe, and this is part of the reason why I love your work so much, is we don't have to do mindset work and we don't have to focus on what's wrong with us. But instead, if you just shifted your focus out of what's broken and just decided like, hey, you know what? This is not what I want to create in my life. This is not how I want to feel. And instead of focusing on that, be like, well, how do I want to feel? And what would I love to feel? And what would I love to create? And then starting to shift your energy and attention to creation instead of um, scarcity and lack and what's not what's not there. I love that. So I'm just hearing everyone kind of tapping into all of this. And this is really interesting that this question is coming through. So whoever this question is for... This is the question that I just heard. How do we know for sure what we want? Like, how do we, like, if we're in this place of knowing all the things that we don't want, and that's been the focus for such a long time, how do you start to look at it from another space of what is it that I really do want? I know that sounds like such a bizarre question because most people are so focused on all the things that they that they would like to have. But I think it, the, I think the reason this question is coming through, this is so interesting, is that a lot of times it's really easy to just say, well, I want all this money, but what is all that money going to bring you, right? Like, what is it that you really, really want? I think that's the core of the question. It's like on a soul level that kind of brings us back to that place of what your passion is, is helping others follow their purpose. So what like, what do you do when somebody comes to you that is still searching for their purpose? This is so common too. I, I've actually, I actually just spoke with an old client that I worked with a few years ago. And back when I was working with her, she was unclear about what direction she should go. She didn't know what she should do. She didn't know what she wanted. 
And then recently she reached out and I had this conversation with her yesterday and she still is in the exact same place as probably four no. years ago. Exact <laughs> same two things that she, I don't know if I should do this or this. And I was like, I'm going to say this with all the love in the world, but how long are you going to sit there trying to decide instead of just moving forward? Like you, and this is the thing. It's you don't need to know what it's going to look like every step of the way in order for you to move forward. All you need to know is, okay, how do I want to feel? What, like, what do I want to feel at the end of the day? It's maybe we're never looking for the thing. Like manifestation isn't about attracting what you want, like the car, the house, the money, the partner or whatever. It's always about a deep connection with who you are at the soul level. And when you align with that version of yourself, then all of a sudden it's what you like the next steps become clear and you become so deeply connected with like, okay, what do I truly want and not to have, but to experience like in your heart, what is it that you want to experience? What's the feeling that you want to have? And then you can be like, okay, well, what makes me feel that way? And I'm going to go do that. And it doesn't have to be anything to do with what it is that you want to manifest, but the more you get yourself into that feeling, it's a frequency and you start to align with the, the frequency of what it is that you want over what you don't, you will start to get more clear and move little by little closer to what it is that you want to create. And all of a sudden it's like ideas and opportunities start to come to you because you're not chasing them. Your only job is to shift your frequency, to raise your vibration, get in a higher frequency and align your frequency with the life you want to create by being it right now. So you literally choose to, like, if you want freedom, well, what makes me feel free? And how can I show up in that way and do things that make me feel that on a more regular basis? And what am I doing in my life right now that feels like the opposite of that, which would be like obligation? And how can I start to delegate some of those things or stop doing them and just like shift the tables a little bit? So it's not like I want freedom, but my frequency is obligation. Hmm. Instead, some of these start more freedom and the feeling that gives you you'll start to create more of that it took completely makes sense so i want your okay let's give it just a second i think the internet needs to set we're just i can i i'm good on my end so i'm gonna go ahead and keep talking while we reset. So uh, just to let everybody know that I'm on the journey right now. So I'm in places that the internet isn't that great. And I'm not sure if that's the issue or if it's on Melissa's end, but we're going to catch up. I have a feeling she's going to come back here in just a moment. And uh, I, but I do want to tap in as we're waiting for the internet to, to reset here to going back to that place of the first choice. Oh, it looks like we just lost her. We'll see if she comes back. Um, but that makes me feel better because I think the internet is on her side, not mine. So yay for, for being on the road. Um, but going back to that first place of making the first choice. And gosh, honestly, if we have a place where we're choosing this or this, for me, there is no wrong choice. It's just start something and then let it show you what it's going to be, right? So if you're in a space where 
you're waiting to manifest your best life and you don't know what that is, I say just start something because by the act of starting something, you're inviting that intelligence within you to start to activate frequencies that you get to experience then consciously. And with that, you start the journey, right? You start the journey of magic because that is where the magic is. But if we're just sitting around and not actually taking that first step, oh my gosh, how many years are going to go by and you're going to be exactly where you are than that you were. So, okay, this is the question. What parts of your life have you not liked and wanted to change? How many years have gone by and you're still looking at the same issue? Be really honest with yourself. And with that, we're going to let Melissa back in. All right. So okay, this is where I went back to you while you were gone. I wanted to go back to that woman that still hadn't decided between the two. I'm just curious if there's other people out there, or let's say it's not even something that they're deciding to between two things, but just wanting to take that first step. What would you, what would you offer to those people that are just afraid to take the first step? We want the answer though. (laughs) We'll see. We'll give it a second and see if she comes back. We may have to Mm, there she goes again. Okay. Well, what would I do? (laughs) Like I said, I would just take the first step. And I think, you know, just another thing that I would do here is if you just really have absolutely no idea, ask, right? Like ask, ask your soul, ask that intelligence that's within you what's my next right step? And it may not be that you get something right then, but you'll be shown, right? And that's when life gets magical. All right, we're going to let her in one more time and see if this works. So where in your life could you ask that you're wanting to change something? Just ask, what can it be? And then go from there, right? Like, Just notice what comes through when you're observing your life from there. Those little synchronicities that start to come, just like what Melissa had experienced with the book and the lady. And that's, it's really can open up to a whole new life. And it's super exciting. All right, we're going to let her come in, see if she can, but I'll sit and drink my tea with you guys. (laughs) So I don't know, while we're waiting for her to come in, maybe grab a piece of paper and a pen and just write down what, what do I want to, to shift? Like, what do I want to manifest in this next month in in 2024 and not have it come from the, from the place of, I don't have this, but coming from a place of the soul, ask your soul and let your soul answer. Okay. So the question that I ended with was, Um, that when somebody is kind of stuck in a place where they're going back to the woman, right? And so what if somebody came to you and they're just like, I, I don't like where I am, right? I don't like where I am, but I don't know where to get started. What would you, what would be something that you would offer that person to just get them started? 
So this is where I kept myself stuck for a really long time. And it's because I kept looking outside of myself for the answer on what, what should I do? How do I get started? Um, I had the fears and then I kept looking to my environment to confirm the fears over and over again. So the number one thing that I would offer is to go inwards and to learn to trust yourself because self-trust is going to be the key to really unlocking that next level in your life. You, it's, you don't even, and I, I feel like you build self-trust by just not even making those big, massive decisions, but by learning to trust the little tiny decisions in your day-to-day life. So asking yourself like, what does my body need right now to feel nourished? And instead of just grabbing whatever from the cupboard, actually asking and checking in with yourself and what do I need right now? Or am I thirsty? Or what, like, what does my body feel like? And it can start with something as simple as that or noticing when you're tired and then letting yourself have a nap and learning to trust yourself and your body. And your body is so intuitive and it's directly connected to your soul and your soul's wisdom. So when you can learn to listen to your body, and how you're feeling in every moment and then just following those little nudges i feel like it helps unlock your intuition it builds self-trust and then when you have self-trust then it's easier to make those bigger decisions because now you trust yourself i, I that is everything right it's trusting in yourself but i think even just taking a step beyond that it's it's trusting in the wisdom that's behind the identity of self right mm-hmm. and so whether you want to call that source or, you know, what I call DNA intelligence, which is connected to the source frequency, however you want to see it, it's, that really is everything. And I love how you just gave little simple ways for people to kind of start to explore and tap into that. So one thing that you mentioned is that our bodies are very intuitive. So from there, let's tap into, is that your little baby? That's so cute. I love that. Karen um, and Janet's your sister. Uh, so sweet. I love that. Well, we love our babies. I have my baby here too. Um, so we, so let's go back into the intuition and mm-hmm. Because I, for me, that's a, such a huge tool and being able to kind of start to manifest beyond what we're currently experiencing in life. So let's, I'm going to let you kind of take that and then hook it into our topic of manifestation. Yeah. So when you have a really big decision to make, instead of trying to make it from your head, you can ask your body because your body like I said, is very intuitive and it always knows because it's connected to the soul what the next right step is for you. So even if it is a really big decision, don't make it with your head, drop into your heart. And then I like to close my eyes and then just ask my body the answer, like show me a yes. And normally I'll fall forward and show me a no is falling backwards. It's like, yes, is pulling towards and then no is falling away from. And I, I do this, you can start practicing with little things like my daughter has Halloween candy here, for example. And if I hold this up to my body and say, is this good for me? Like, should I eat this? Will this nourish my body? I'm I'm going to fall backwards. And you can test things at the grocery store and you can test your vitamins to see if should I be taking one of these or two of these. Um, so yeah, and with big decisions too, like when I've been thinking about, should I invest in this $10,000 program? I don't... I don't anymore sit there trying to figure it out with my head. I literally ask my body or I ask for signs from the universe. 
Mm. And I always get signs within usually an hour now. It's like so fast, but within a day for sure. Um, and most recently, I've been asking to see a pink car um, if I'm supposed to move forward because it's really it's not something that you're going to see every day, right? Like a pink car. So I asked to see a pink car the other day and I was driving home, didn't see one pink car on the road. But then I was pulling into my parking garage and I, for some reason, just like glanced up. And on the second floor balcony, a little girl must live up there. And she had a pink car, like one that she can sit in and push around. And it was pushed right up against the glass, just like staring at me. I was like, oh, a pink car. And I've never seen it there again since. Not once. Like they, they moved it and it's gone. I've never seen it again. So asking for signs and asking your body and your, your own intelligence is going to help you get more clear answers than if you try and figure it all out. Cause that, that's how you stay stuck for a really long time. I, I love that story. And I love that space of that's really where the magic comes in, right? Is when we can start to play with a programmed reality, but connect in from a place of that intelligence. And because the, the programmed reality has the intelligence too, and that's how we can actually mm -hmm beyond our programming to actually tap into that intelligence. And I love that story. It's so fun. So I hope everybody takes that and uses that. So let's kind of switch the subject just a little bit. Well, kind of, but kind of not. And that we are going into the holidays and it can be a stressful time for some people. And I think it's worth like looking at, is this the kind of holiday that I want to continue to manifest? And maybe giving just a little, some tools of how to approach something that is typically stressful in the past and how we can actually shift that reality and experience something new. So this kind of ties back to the, your focus creating your reality. And when you're focused on a reality that you don't want, you're just literally giving yourself proof that that reality is like what's real. And so you keep seeing the same reality over and over again because you keep confirming like, oh, I knew this was going to happen. I knew it was going to be horrible. Like what you expect and what you, the feelings that you're having before, let's say going to see your family for the holidays, which could be very stressful for some people, is like anxiety, stress, you're replaying situations from the past of, oh, my mom said this to me and, oh, my grandma does this. And so you're, you start creating that frequency in your body and then the more you play into your circumstances and your reality as if those are what is real, the more you recreate that reality. But when you learn to change your reactions to circumstances in your life and when you shift how you show up when something that would normally trigger you, if you can take a step back from the ego mind and the self that gets triggered and look at it from a higher perspective and then take a few seconds to shift your reaction and how you're going to respond to that trigger. That is honestly like pure magic. Like you can change realities by changing your reaction to circumstances because now all of a sudden the circumstance doesn't have a hold over you because you're like, okay, this might be what's in my reality right now, but I get to shift it by shifting within myself. So the more you shift within yourself, how you feel, how you react, how you speak, how, like what, what comes your words that come out of your mouth when your family does trigger you, if you can show up differently and hold the energy and the frequency of how you would want it to be instead of what's appearing in the mirror in front of you, then you're going to be able to shift 
realities really quickly. It's like you being the main character and choosing how it gets to be for you. And then it's literally like acting, like you get to be like, oh, this, it, this isn't real. And when I show up differently, this all changes. So it's like, you get to play with it. You get to play with the energy and you get to play with, well, how would I respond if this was not the situation? And how would I, how would I like for them to treat me? And how would I speak to them if that is how they treated me? And you just get to start shifting it within yourself and everything that is out here is actually just a mere reality of what's going on inside of you. It's your expectations, it's your feelings, it's your thoughts, it's your beliefs. It's how you show up in response to what you're seeing outside of you. So when you can shift the responses, then you can shift the reality. I love that response. So let's just break that down. And for those that I, I hope that everybody's like, oh, that's so cool. So maybe just pick like one thing that you kind of have reoccurring in your life that's always showing itself, right? That you're that maybe it's with your a parent or with a sibling or a friend or whatever, somebody that's having a party and you're like, oh, every time, right? <laughs> so just yeah. one thing and show up differently and and do it from a place of curiosity, right? It's like, oh, well, if I show up in this way, then what will it be? Then everything just becomes magical and fun because you're not approaching it from that place of programming. You're approaching it from a place of curiosity and, and then being able to, if you want to use the word manipulate, but manipulate your reality by just like what you're saying, showing up differently. So maybe taking some time even to kind of self-discover who is it that I'm going to bring to this party? Like, who am I going to be? And, and just see how, how strong you can stay in that new identity, if you will, versus going back into your programming. Cause right there is a spiritual practice. Yes. And it's a hard one, but like the more you can master that, like that's, I think one of the top life skills that I've learned in my entire 30 something years is how to not let my circumstances dictate my reality. And I think a really big one around the holidays that most of the people on this call can probably resonate with is money and getting triggered by like, oh my God, there's like all these gifts to buy and I have to do this. And I feel like you're, there's a lot of money going out during the holidays. And I feel like if you get triggered around money and you're constantly looking at like, oh, this, this costs this much and this costs this much. And like, what frequency are you in when you are focused in that way? And you're, you're actually focused as lack and scarcity. And so if you change how, like the person that you're being as you're focusing, if you were abundant, then how would you look at this differently? Would you still be stressed about buying presents for people? Would you be looking at like the cost of everything and adding it up and then wondering, well, how is this, like, how am I going to pay my bills here if I pay this? Like, how would you be showing up differently? How would you feel differently in your body? And how can you regulate your nervous system so that when you are spending a lot of money on the holidays, that you're not getting caught up into that loop of, of scarcity and lack and all the things. So I love that. So that's the the question that I'm hearing is all of that's great, right? I think it's the focus, but then also kind of stepping back and just knowing right from the beginning that you're not going to be do it perfect. So in those moments where you start to not do it perfect, what do you suggest? <laughs> Well, what I do when I work with my clients is I typically have them make a list of all of their triggers and just start to notice like where 
where they get triggered and who triggers them and what situations they they get reactive to and starting to notice what like who what is the unconscious self and making that unconscious conscious so that you can start to notice when you're falling back into it because naturally you will like we all do i still do and i've been practicing this for years so the more you can just have a, a really strong foundation and awareness of who you're being when you are not in alignment with what you want to create. And then when it happens, it's like, oh, okay, I know this, like I'm triggered again because of this. And the more you have an awareness around it, it's like the more it, it starts to slow down. So maybe you get triggered like 10 times a day by your husband. And then when you notice that's happening and now you have an awareness like, oh, okay, this is an unconscious reaction then maybe it goes down to like eight times a day and then eventually five times a day. And, you know, you, you, the more you start to show up differently, the less and less and less it starts to happen, but it all starts with awareness of what is the pattern and when am I going into that unconscious state? I love this. Yeah. Awareness is everything. So let's take mm-hmm. that awareness and, and kind of plug it into the next space is so Let's just recap what we've gone through. So we've gone through what your focus, what your focus is, right? I think that's such a huge one. And then kind of where you are in that focus and actually taking action in those spaces, trusting in the intuition, trusting in that intelligence, doing it through the body, and then seeing it in reality. And now it's like taking all of that and bringing it into the holidays and then even taking a step further of knowing where my triggers are and how I'm going to show up differently. So then with that awareness, it's like, okay, so I'm there, I'm showing up differently. I know what my triggers are. What would you, what would be next, right? Like what's the next step after that? We'll just go one more step. And then I feel like this is solid and getting people to, they can just like thrive in this next month or so. Yeah, I think before you even go into like actually showing up differently, once you become aware of what those triggers are, even just doing like a mental rehearsal in your in your mind of like, okay, so what would it feel like to show up differently? And like, okay, so he says this, and then how would I respond? And pr- practice it out loud, like literally role play and have, have fun with it. Because the more you do that, you're creating new neural pathways in your mind so that when the time comes that the trigger arises, it's not that you automatically go into your unconscious reaction because now you've practiced a new way. So if you can just take a moment to pause, now it's like, oh, okay, now I have a choice. And this one might not be as strong, but it's there. And the more I practice it, the stronger and stronger it's going to get until that's my new automatic reaction. So mentally rehearsing and rehearsing out loud and literally acting out your triggers, like even with a friend, sometimes it's fun to do. And just be like, okay, you're my husband and you, you say this to me and I get triggered. So you, you have that person show up and be that person for you and you practice how you're going to respond. And then, yeah, from there, I would just say all, all you really need to do is keep showing up, keep doing it, keep practicing. Know that, like you said earlier, it's not going to be like, oh, I've mental rehearsed and I did it once and now it's always going to be that way. It's like you get to keep showing up for yourself and you get to keep like assessing, okay, so what could I have done better? What could I have done differently next time? Um, and yeah, just it's it's all about awareness and really being conscious of yourself and how you feel and how you show up and how you want to feel and what that would feel like instead and just continuing to tweak and try again until one day it's like not something that you have to consciously try to do. It just becomes who you are. 
I, I love that. There was one little thing that was coming through as you just said that, and it's that space of another level of awareness of, so let's say, you know, of course, when we're, we're trying to become someone new, there's going to be that uncomfortableness because it's not comfortable to us. Right. Mm -hmm. And then there's a space where it almost becomes um, I don't want to use this word, but it almost becomes like not authentic because the way that we're stepping into it is actually coming from a place mm -hmm. of almost like, I don't want to say this in the, but almost like, well, if I do this, this is going to happen. It's coming more from that place. And then it starts to create a little bit of static, right? So there's yeah. some little gem in here to where this new identity can be created from the soul, right? And then when you're stepping into that new space, it is coming from this beautiful space of the soul where it always comes from a place of expansion and what is possible instead of an expectation of it shifting. What would you, what would you say to that? So, yeah, that's really important, too, because I think most people are trying to manifest in order to change or fix something that they don't want in their lives. So if you're trying to manifest money, it's probably because you don't have any and you feel like you would be happier if you have money. Or if you want to manifest a partner, maybe you feel lonely, so you feel like you will be happier when you have a partner. So most manifestation is coming from a place of being wounded and trying to fix it. And that's why manifesting in alignment with your soul is so important because Otherwise, you're just going to like, have you ever manifested something and then it's what you thought you wanted and then it comes and either you you don't really appreciate it when it's there because it wasn't actually what you wanted or sometimes you miss it all like you miss it completely because it, it's like vibrationally you it's not actually what you really wanted in the first place, you know, so it's like instead of asking what do I want and again focusing on the things I think really connecting to like what would I love to create not to have, but what would I love to create in my life just for the pure joy of it? Like, what would I love to do, experience, be just because it would be awesome and there's no reason why. Like, it doesn't have to be because I'll be happier because of whatever. As soon as you attach something to it, like an expectation like that, then you can start creating again from that place of wounding instead of just really following that energy of what you love which sounds really cliche, like follow your heart, do what you love. But it's so true. Like if you actually just follow your heart and listen to what your heart is telling you of like, what would just bring me so much joy to experience? If you just align with joy every day, you would have the most incredible life. Mm, I love that. So this is what I'm getting. So when you are following your heart and you're aware of like, okay, this would feel good to me. Then connecting that to the experience of, let's say, going into um, the holidays. Okay, this is what the experience that would feel good to me. Then saying, who would I be if mm -hmm. I were to show up from that place? And then don't do it from here, but let your heart keep showing you, right? Because that's how yeah. we start to do the breadcrumbs to the next space and the next space. And then it always stays in that place of being authentic. And it's okay to just be like, well, you know what? I don't know, but I know I'm going to be shown. I love that. Yeah, exactly. That was beautiful. Thank you so much for yeah, kind of bringing that back to that space because I felt like, you know, because it, it can so easily happen when 
especially when we're showing up in a place where there's a lot of wounds, like Mm -hmm. with family members and that sort of thing, it can be really easy to go back into the program of those wounds and try to recreate something different from your wounds. But if we're, like you said, if we can do it from a space of our soul and the heart, then we're opening up the possibilities of, gosh, like really what could this be? And that's kind of exciting. Yeah. And when you look at, especially with the family, what I find is the easiest and and with everybody, but if you look at everyone for who they truly are and not who they're showing up as, and you look at them for their truth, it makes it easier. Like I will, I used to have a lot of friction with my ex-husband and then I started seeing like, okay, now it makes sense why he's showing up this way because of like all of these things that have happened, but he hasn't done anything to shift that so of course he's going to show up this way and that's most people like everybody babies aren't born angry and malicious and manipulative and narcissistic and all of these things it's their experience that shapes that and so having compassion for people's experience and seeing that seeing like the little child in them and how they were hurt and how you know, they maybe didn't receive the love that they needed when they were little. And just being able to hold that space for them makes it so much easier to, to show up from a place of love than if you look at them for how they're being right now in this moment. And I've been teaching this to my daughter and now she'll see like bad guys on TV or something. And she's like, mom, they probably didn't get enough love when they were babies. <laughs> I was like, I know. I love that. I love that. And then you just, okay, sending them grace. And yes, exactly. Yeah. And I'm also saying in that space is, you know, if we're showing up from our heart space and we're self-discovering what this relationship, if you will, is going to be also inviting to see or to experience that person from their highest space and, and always looking for that part instead of what we would expect, right? So we're almost expect to see the brilliance in them in every in every space. How much yeah. fun can we have when we shift our focus? It's crazy. Like, and I've done this, I've even played with this with like the where I live, there's a lot of um, homelessness and a lot of people that are addicted to drugs. And they're like sometimes a little bit scary. Like we were walking downtown, I was with my little, she was probably two or three at the time. And this guy was like yelling at everybody, super aggressive, like seemed very violent and just very scary looking guy. Like his energy was scary. And everyone was kind of like going like this and like not giving him any eye contact and walking away from him. And then I told Toba, I was like, I think this person needs more love. And so I was like, I walked past him and I held her hand and we looked at him and we smiled and his whole energy changed because I like, I know that that's not him, right? He's there's, he's a soul and was at one point a baby and someone's son. And so we smiled at him and his whole energy shifted and he got a huge smile on his face and started telling my daughter how beautiful she was and saying, he's like, I love you, love you. And we're like, oh, it just makes me want to cry thinking back to it because yeah, how you treat people and how you show up for other people in the world is going to actually make a huge difference in what you see being returned back to you. So if, like you said, if you're expecting people to treat you in a certain way, they probably will. I I love that story. So let's take that story and remember this as you step into whatever situation you're going to, I mean, we all are going to 
be living life in these, well, hopefully for however long that's going to be, <laughs> we're going to be living our life. So I think this one, that one story I hope is life-changing for people because it is that powerful and there's no better way to experience your own power than to actually show up and experience it. And that's what I wish for everybody that's listening to this. Yes. Full body goosebumps. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love it. Okay. So how would somebody find you, Melissa, if they wanted to connect with you? I would say the best place is probably Instagram. I'm at soul lit life. Um, and then I have a website at soullitlife.com, but I come say hi on Instagram, send me a DM. Um, I'd love to actually connect with you and have a chat and be able to connect in person rather than you just staring at my webpage that hasn't been updated in like seven years. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's beautiful. Well, I, I think that's easy enough. And we'll put that that link below as well as your website and um and your free gift and that sort of thing as well and melissa if you wanted to kind of sign off with something that you'd like everybody to walk away with right now i'm gonna let you kind of take the the stage here and and put us in that space yeah so i think that the one thing that changed my life with the most like i said earlier was you are absolutely not broken and no matter what has happened to you in your life or what you've experienced in your life it doesn't make you a bad person it doesn't make you broken it doesn't there's nothing that can change who you are at a core level and that's that's always been there underneath the layers of like conditioning and what society's told you you are so stop focusing on healing yourself and go out and share your magic with the world and create something beautiful because that's what you're here for. You're not here to just spend your entire life trying to make yourself better because you're perfect as you are. I, I love that. You are perfect as you are and you'll, and you learn just how perfect that is when we start to focus on that brilliance. And I just want to focus on your brilliance and Thank you for bringing it today for everybody to connect to you, Melissa. Your spirit is so bright and I know everybody's going to walk away with some great tools to manifest their best life and definitely reach out to Melissa and connect with her. She's here to support you and really stepping into that place of being whole and pure. And she's done it in such a beautiful way to share with you today. Thank you. Thank you for listening. We want to invite you to explore more ways to activate DMT at becomingbioquantum.com.